0: Alright, 2024, we've got our eye on you. It's GRDs Weekly. Hello everybody. Welcome to GRD's. Ep- episode. Episode number 304. Yeah. I don't know, you still sounded like you were requesting it that you didn't quite know. Anyway, welcome. It is a new year. It is a world that no longer has a Kim Kardashian mobile game. Shucky Aww. Dang Darn, what are Aww. you gonna do? Man. I know, we're going to try to see what we can do. And we're the fine folks from Geek Beat of 69, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcoming <laughs> you. The folks here tonight, the, the woman who wants to make sure to start things out right, it is the Flintstress.
2: You know, bring out the
3: old and bring in the new.
0: How it works. The lady who wants to make sure that you are prepared, it is Carol the Cat.
3: Have you made any New Year's resolutions, Chuck?
0: The guy who doesn't quite understand songs, it's podcasting your secret. No. Stop worrying about the old acquaintances. You are not required to forget anybody, okay? You're not. And the guy who still didn't win the lottery, I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Indeed. What happened there, yo?
3: Oh, well, um, yeah, we've been doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, in between seeing our family and the holidays and getting ready for our trip to uh, the Magic Kingdom, happiest place on Earth, which has been kind of crazy. Like, it's going to be fun, but like all the planning and everything, whew, Ooh, it's going to be worth it when we're standing right there and that's what i keep reminding myself. so um but we've been watching a lot of stuff and doing a lot of things. we watched fargo, we're still up with fargo. we got behind because kevin and uh jessica were visiting us for um like two weeks, three weeks, i don't know how long it was that they were here. a long they time. they were here um, for
0: 8 days.
3: 8 days. <laughs> um <laughs> Yep.
0: A month. They were here a month.
3: <laughs> it just felt like it. No, I'm just kidding. I love <laughs> them, love them very, very much. Um but so we were kind of behind but we caught back up on uh Fargo when they left watched two episodes. The last two episodes are very like trigger warning. I mean it says it before the episode and everything, but like um if you have a domestic violence kind of thing in your history, I have a feeling that Hopefully, at least, the bad guy in this is about to get a major comeuppance, you know. But at the same time, like, the path to get there is pretty tough. So, you know, enter this uh, season of Fargo at your own risk.
0: Because John Hamm has never, never, ever been this much of a bastard ever. Oh, my God.
3: I bet he's good at it. Oh, he is just... He's, he's so talented, and the thing—what we most recently watched him in—he was like um the angel Gabriel, yeah, <laughs> right. Such a goofball. What range, what range? For, right, for this every
0: guy. actor, there is an equal and opposite performance.
3: <laughs> but yet you do see. <laughs> his you don't remember
1: him from Thirty Rock? Oh, <laughs> in the bubble.
3: I didn't watch Thirty Rock.
1: Oh, so good, so good. Mm.
3: I don't. Would that? Would you say it probably holds up well, or are the mm-hmm. the jokes mostly like timely for that time period?
1: No, it holds up way better than uh, I'd say, even the way better than The Office, and about uh, really? on par with. Um, uh, with Parks sorry, and Mac, I love 100%. The Office. Okay, huh?
3: Thirty Rock. Well, maybe. Um, but anyway, no. I also watched the uh, new Doctor Who, so that was super good, right? I, I I'm liking it. It was fun.
0: Yeah, I, I I like that. Just for a brief moment, at least in the UK, all I want for Christmas was you was not number one, and the Goblin song was. That's fantastic.
3: <laughs> that's fantastic.
0: That's fantastic. Right,
3: and they're all still calling it Mavity. Yes, <laughs> like in all iterations.
0: Which means they're gonna have to have a payoff for this because yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already established that's not how it goes. So
3: so yes. everybody is mm-hmm. caught up. Right on. Right. Right. On, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, didn't I, catch I, I the think Mavity I'm gonna like thing. the new companion. I think that's, she's gonna be fun. You didn't notice the uh,
2: Isaac Newton bit that everyone was all up in arms they about? Keep, because, they've, they they've oh, well, been I'm,
0: saying Mavity in every episode
1: since and since then. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I didn't realize they've been doing it in every oh, episode. I because, because for him, that's what it is. Episode, because time was point. changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's
3: been like a one line drop in every episode where somebody has said something about Mavity. <laughs> so they're gonna have to go back Someone went and, and made the goddamn
0: place. poster over for the Sandra Bullock thing, you know? So yeah. there's a guy, Mavity, Mavity. And there's a guy in yeah. the
3: <laughs> <body. Does> Mavity. <laughs>
2: falls. Like, oh, one. Mavity yeah. Falls.
0: Mavity Falls. That's yeah.
2: I've seen Mavity's Rainbow. Oh, I've seen um,
0: Defying Mavity. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Pretty good one.
0: Pretty good.
3: So,
0: your question Was Mrs. Flood the person that picked up the tooth in the other episode?
3: Mm, no.
0: Okay. Cool. Moving on.
1: <laughs> was. So. She was
0: so. Nope. There. Boom. There it was. No. Nope. All right. Well, okay. 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 Then, as an old-time, old-school Doctor Who fan that effing loves it when they pull back classic stuff and bring it to us, is there any chance in the world, Mrs. Flood is the Ronnie?
1: That's what I was thinking.
0: Right.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> I've heard. I've heard uh, theories though. Yeah. Amy. Pond, river, river song, flood, Miss Flood. How See, that ties in, I don't know. No, th- there is, th- That's one of the first things that popped no such in my thing head. thing
3: as a coincidence in this show.
0: And I said, yeah. please don't do that. Please don't do
3: that. I <laughs> know, that's what I was saying
0: as well because here's the thing there was the one scene where she saw the TARDIS disappear and dropped everything Mm -hmm. as if she was shocked right was she shocked because oh my god there's the TARDIS but if you know what a TARDIS is especially if you know that one you already knew so in his time travels did something change and something took over her I don't know but see I want to know because it's fun because it's Doctor Who He's a really yeah, good doctor. And at
3: first she's complaining about it being in the way. Shouldn't she have been more, like, investigative?
0: Unless something like, happened in the time in, travel. Right. I don't know. Right. I, mean, I don't
3: know. Agreed. Because he did go back and forth in in that. And I thought, oh, that was just so beautifully done. And the whole and, and also the heartwarmingness of, like, the foster parents and the influence that they have on people. Mm-hmm. And just, it was, you know, it just reached out in such a brother's heart, that episode did. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's mm-hmm. also the the crack in the apartment. That's one of the mm-hmm. things that where people are kind right. of maybe tying in. Yeah.
3: I like that. I like when it gives it something to, uh, to think about. So, also, hmm. speaking of everything's connected, tying in, um, they did a new round of what ifs. Did everybody see these? I have not seen those yet. Okay. Mostly um, so really will... great. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly really great. There were a lot of cool things about it. I mean, you know, you've probably if you've seen any press at all or whatever, it's not a spoiler to say you know Captain Carter and stuff, but it's just oh, yeah. like, um, yeah. I fully so don't wait believe until you uh, have,
0: have caught up. I fully believe that this shows that they're definitely setting up um, Captain Carter to be when they finally do the Secret Wars movie. She's going to be a big part of that. I predict. Interesting. Not be opposed to that.
3: Well, who even knows, though? Because they've been setting up um, you know, all the MCU stuff basically around, what's his name, and then they had to fire that guy. I mean, well, gonna, like, recast recast I think they're just going to recast Look, Bring or in John
0: Boyega. Let's just do it. it. Bring in John Boyega. Done. Solved.
3: John Boyega's already said he doesn't want to.
2: Well, damn it. Th- let's, let's convince him, him otherwise. I think he's like done. Howard.
0: <laughs> all right. Danny John Jewels. <laughs> Boom. Danny John Jewels.
1: <laughs> Dan- <laughs> See, Tom, <laughs> someone someone some shoe come on, man. What? He just needs <laughs> yeah. his pills. Yeah. <laughs> go, with and unknown,
3: Glover. <laughs> go with a complete unknown actor because they've laid the ground the groundwork. Get yeah. somebody really, really good who nobody has heard. No yeah. well,
1: no that was what they had it with it. Jonathan Majors. Oh, that worked out. But no, but nah. Carol brought up uh, Carol brought up uh, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Uh, I'm awesome. more than happy to see Donald Glover
2: in
3: anything else. But um, yeah, they can recast Kang. They haven't decided what they want to do though. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So, this all of those, But yeah, we enjoyed what If. Uh we played some jackbox. That was fun. We never really talk about that in our Geeky Suite, but like it's always really fun. We play on uh Friday nights. And yeah, we played a good couple of and games. We had we did, a... What did we do this time? Trivia murder party. We did
0: uh we did the Christmas themed quiplash that we made. Well,
3: right, yeah. That was fun. Cause you could make your but... own games, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we did a letter Kenny. Um, Yes. That was actually really, really well done. Sometimes they're hit and miss when you play the ones that are like community made because I mean the other ones are made by paid writers and they're generally pretty, pretty uh, quippy or witty at least. And then you never know what you're going to get with some of the other ones. Um, But this one was actually pretty good, so that was pretty fun. A couple of years ago,
0: I say that everyone had a goddamn fine time with our COVID inspired episodes. Oh
3: yeah, (laughs) yeah. That'd be interesting to bring that like back back out. Remember what that was like? (laughs) Like a five year. Anniversary kind of thing. Anyway, oh. because we never got through well, all I, those.
0: We did the full version of that one. For that, we made sixty-four different yeah. things, and we yeah. only we played a few times. We, had time
3: we on that. our hands because we had right? nothing but time on our hands to make whiplash and sourdough and learn to crochet and all that other BS. So we all did over the
1: uh, Tiger King.
3: And then we were stuck at home, but yeah. And then oh, so the kids were visiting, and we watched what was the name of the show? It's called JoJo's, like, JoJo? Bizarre,
0: Reven- JoJo's Bizarre JoJo's Adventures. Bizarre Adventure. Yeah.
3: That was something. That's that's a that's a show. It's a that's show. That's a show. Um I actually got like super into it for like a couple episodes like like a soap opera level fascination with it. But then I had to go to sleep and then and then I was like, "Oh, I have no desire to actually go
0: back oh, to wait the a show. A, I'm too I'm happy. too cool for this." Gosh, I don't that that's trash. I'm I'm a grown-up. While I
3: was in it, I was fascinated with this show. But it was it was weird and over the top and so, very much recommended
0: by our stepkids. Uh, so I, I watched the first by nine stepkids. nine episodes, which is basically, quote-unquote, the first season, if you will. Um, but what I found fascinating, was saw it on Netflix. So it was dubbed, but there were still subtitles. But the subtitles were the subtitles from the actual Japanese version of the language. And I, honest to God, thought that the writing for the dubbed version served the story better than the actual words that were used in Japan,
3: right, right.
0: I, I just think the, the they, phraseology I, I liked and the reading way-
3: it and listening to it at the same time because it kind of like gave a different context to it. Sometimes it was more poetic, even I think in the Japanese translation.
0: And so. even though Jess warned us about the blatant um, music references in the show, I really wasn't expecting. <laughs> was it robert R-E-O edward speedwagon? o speedwagon <laughs> or whatever yeah. it was, I was <laughs> oh, yeah. when that happened i was like hold on a second yeah it's
1: jojo just random. dominated it's just that household it's just for random. a few years
3: yeah <laughs> the movie was nuts. speaking of japanese i don't remember did i talk about this last time that i finally got to see godzilla minus one i can't remember if you did not was because you, you saw that when they were here right so kevin and i went to go see jessica was supposed to come too and she was sick but um Flynn stayed home with the kid, and we went to the movies. And I finally got to see uh, Godzilla minus one, and it wow! Right? Yes, I agree. Also, yep. like, how is it made on that budget right? and everything? Yeah. Also, Godzilla was thick. He was walking. He definitely thick shaped boy. like a <laughs> shaped like a pyramid, in this one with that booty and like. <laughs> oh, and he was just pissed at us. I was like, He's "What so did destructive. we do? What did we do to you, man?" So. Yeah. Ask, but like I was ask Oppenheimer Three, Yeah. But also talk about also talk about like to my heart with the whole like kamikaze, it doesn't have oh, to yeah. be like this. Like I felt like like a therapy session for Japan. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Like ooh, like exercising some demons, man. Literally and figuratively. So man, Godzilla minus one was cool. So uh this probably is something else I forgot. I don't know, but that's been my geeky sweet sweet.
2: Okay. Um, I'll go next. Um, other than Doctor Who, I haven't been watching much TV at all, uh, but I have been watching a shit ton of movies. <laughs> uh, you
3: watch so- movies? We do call you the Cinemistress. You watch yeah. movies? Oh, my God.
2: I know. I know. Um, uh, so I saw Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, and it sucked. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's
3: come out already?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been yeah, out for a couple out, weeks. Uh, whoops. Uh,
0: it week was number one Christmas. for one week, then Wanka took it back over the next week.
2: Yeah. Ah. Um it it's not good. It's really not good. They had such an easy job. Just make Aquaman too. I mean right, really. Jason Momoa wet. <laughs> but, uh, Speaking of yeah. letter
0: Kenny. No, go ahead. And also half
1: the audience.
2: <laughs> yeah. The uh the, the more I think about the movie, the more pissed I get, and the more I think I probably gave it way too high a rating in my review. Yeah. Um so yeah, not a good. I also watched Rebel Moon, Part One, A Child of Fire, and it sucked. <laughs>
3: Oh, you're okay
2: too. <laughs> no. uh, Zack Snyder. When Zack Snyder is bad, he is bad. So and what, this what, is bad. So but, Tim
0: Burton levels of bad. Yeah. But what are, what are your thoughts on the director's cut? That's a completely different movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> this went to streaming. There is absolutely no reason wow. you didn't just release your director's cut. I, I
0: was wondering understand. that myself. Like, didn't they give you all kinds of whatever you kind of wanted to yeah. do?
3: Right. So they basically how would you just not- let him have your director's cut? So this, this
1: one's I don't- black and white.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and since you've already went, <laughs> since you've already went through this once and you had that kind of cre- creative control, why would you not release the version of the film you wanted?
2: Yeah, that's what I do- and I don't know what they're going to add to this because apparently it's longer than right, the exactly freaking-
3: started freaking paper.
2: Oh, that's okay. Okay. Then however long this is, which is at least two and a half hours, it's entirely too long. I don't know what they're going
1: to add to this. It's the same reason why Sam Raimi put out the director's cut of Army of Darkness and then on the commentary complained that he didn't like some of the scenes that were in there and he wished he'd put different ones in. (laughs) In the director's cut.
2: (laughs) But whatever. I'm not interested in part two. This one was so derivative. It's... Um, Battle Beyond the Stars. That's it. It's, it's, it's Samurai in Space. It's Battle Beyond the Stars. It was terrible. There was nothing original. Okay, see, or but,
0: but when you say Battle Beyond the Stars, I kind of got a good feeling about that. But you've told no, me not to. You've told it's me not Battle
2: to. Beyond the Stars, only not as fun. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, it's community theater, Battle <laughs> Beyond the Stars. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs>
3: like... You rewatch Battle Beyond
2: the Stars, That's what you're saying? Yeah, and Battle Beyond the Stars is not a good movie. Trust me, it's, it's terrible. It's not, but... But it's not thinking it's a good movie. This one thinks it's a good movie. Mm. We did and that on March it, stream, didn't we? Uh, be okay. Yeah, stars. we did. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the one yeah. with George Papard, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: sir. Um, yeah, so this is Seven Samurai in space. You spend the majority of this one meeting all of the different players. Because um, they go and meet everybody. And then the bad guy captures them.
3: <laughs> and then... And you don't even care about them enough to care. No,
2: it, it, what's what is ridiculous is we spend two hours meeting each of these people, and then the Nazis catch them because they're all Nazis, and they're all trussed up. And then the bad guy goes around and introduces everybody. And I'm like, yeah, we've been here two hours. Right. Zach. We, we know, know who they are. K-
0: Carol's like Carol's like Loki this whole time. Oh, they took your family. That's terrible. And then
2: yeah, <laughs> right. it, it's it was just it was just not good. And I don't care about part two, whatever the hell he's going to call it. Um, then I watched Saltburn, which was very fun. Um, hey. A lot of sex. Hey, now. <laughs> and you see a lot of Barry Keoghan. So if you're into Barry Keoghan, Murder on the Dance Shrider, Floor. Shroud
0: okay, Arch, remind me, who is that?
2: I will, uh, he was in Banshees right of the
3: uh, He was in the in Eternals.
2: The he was the only good Eternal. In Eternals, he was, um, oh god, what was uh, the name? The guy that was with the uh, the uh, dark haired guy that was in love with the deaf girl. Oh, has everyone seen the think. Eternals? We have, okay, we have. I can't for the life of me remember his character okay. name. Have you found um, him yet?
0: He... Hey, you who tried to print Drewig. stuff. Did you find drawing. him yet? You said you were
1: looking. Did
3: yeah, you? I see a picture of him. I thought you. I yeah. thought you were going to look at a picture of him. Yeah, he's the, he, he's, he was. Can't exactly he, share my screen.
2: Should.
1: he's the guy that looks like uh, 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 the the new Flash guy? That yeah, he does. Yeah, he does kind of
2: look yeah. like Ezra Miller, an Irish Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Um, oh, he is much also better. why the last much man more. in the movie they did. Hmm.
0: Yeah. No. No. Sorry. He was
2: also the Joker in that. Yeah. He's not uh, your extended type. scene. Yeah. Uh, In the Batman Yes Um, So yeah You see all of him Because uh, at the very end He dances to murder On the dance floor Completely naked Um, But it's a fun movie Mm. It's a social satire It's like talented Mr. Ripley Redone Uh, Um, So I like that one Okay Um, What was that called? Saltburn That's Mm. on on Amazon Prime Amazon Okay I've seen that Amazon Uh, Flix Netazon Then I watch Amazon It's on Amazon Prime Yeah Netazon Yeah yeah, <laughs> and <it is> on. <laughs> and I <laughs> no, watched Anatomy fun. of a Fall. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, really, really good movie. Nothing genre. This is more of a courtroom drama. It's a French-Swedish film, and I absolutely loved it. But One see, of the best child performances I've seen in years. It, it, it's Anatomy of a Fall. It's, it's tip, boom, done. I mean, come on. Yeah, what? Well, what? <laughs> Ah, but you see, there's more to it. Ooh, there's but a I twist! either jumped or was pushed out of oh, a window and we're trying okay. to figure out. All right,
1: all right, all right. And was anybody he's... around to hear the sound?
2: What's odd is his son is blind and he's the only one that heard the sound.
0: <laughs> the question's Whoa. been asked, hey, hey, the question's been asked, is Saltburn funny?
2: It, I thought so, yes. Okay. There were moments where I was laughing. Um, so yes, it's 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 well done. It's not a great film by any means, Okay, but I thought it was fun. And you'll never look at a bathtub drain the same way again.
1: Wait a minute. Oh, wow. God. Okay. She told me about it. I mean... You cannot discuss this on I've the stream.
0: S- I've seen a no, few movies. I
1: don't movies. think I can use the Patreon. word
2: on the stream. <laughs> um, so that was Anatomy of Fall. And then I watched Poor Things and absolutely loved it. Um, I'm also almost done with the book, and I'm absolutely loving that. Um, so that is... Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, and Emma Stone. They all wrote that book? And, <laughs> huh? They all wrote they all that wrote, book? They all <laughs> wrote the book. Yeah, they all wrote the book. let um, say,
1: Willem Dafoe's titling is amazing. Right.
2: <laughs> um, so this is kind of a Frankenstein meets Jane Eyre story, where Emma Stone plays um, a woman who commits suicide while she's very heavily pregnant. And Willem and. Dafoe is this crazy doctor who puts... The brain of the uh, the baby in her head, and oh. brings her back to life. So it is a Frankenstein, not a, monster. a Frankenstein monster. Okay,
0: cool, cool, yeah. yeah, nice.
2: And I loved it. Um, <laughs> and it's probably hornier and than salt so. Burn. So
0: it's a sm- it's a Whoa. smarter version of Frankenhooker.
2: Is what you're saying? More sex than yeah, salt <laughs> y- y- yes. Considering how the movie goes, yes, it is a it is a smarter version of Frankenhooker. Okay. That's fair. Um wow. but uh yeah, this is basically Bella learning how to live. <laughs> it's incredibly uplifting, a very feminist message throughout. And you see a lot of Mark Ruffalo, so yeah, I was there. I'd rather see Mark <laughs> Ruffalo than the Barry Keogh. Oh yeah. Well, I have a thing for Mark, so yeah. Um okay. it's not for everybody. I will say this is it's yeah. a very Mark Ruffalo It's a very it? strange film. Oh. Um the couple that was sitting kind of next to where I was, got up and walked out about an hour into it. And while I didn't agree because I love the film, I kind of understood. So Mm. (laughs) not going to be for everybody. Uh, Then I watched uh, May, December, which is Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, which is kind of the Mary Kay Latruno case retold the teacher or the, the 30 year old that got with a 13 year old. Right. It's fine. Done by the same director that did tar. It's going to win a lot of awards. Um, it was it was a good movie. I just I'll I'll never watch it again. I felt for the kid though, because mm. uh, Natalie Portman plays an actress that's going to portray Julianne Moore, who's the woman that had the affair, and is still married to. Right. You know she was th- he was thirteen when she met him, and she was in her thirties. So um, I felt sorry for him because Love. talking to this actress, kind of he's realizing he didn't have a childhood. Yeah. and he's like 32 years old, and he's got a college-age kid. So, <laughs> so yeah, I felt sorry for him, but wow. good movie. I'll probably never watch it again. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and why then, would you, would say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's twice. not like, oh, wow, hey. <laughs> what
0: a fun movie. <laughs> hey, I'm going to watch it. Just put Let's it put on that anyway. on again and follow it up with The Trials of Nuremberg. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and then Grave of the Firefly, so we can watch a couple people <laughs> <of kids> starve. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Um, you know what i'm i gotta do some laundry i'm gonna put old boy on is everybody okay
2: (laughs) okay now i do watch that on occasion now i feel weird (laughs) for the fight scenes my god
1: (laughs) sure i mean look i'm a josh brolin fan like anybody else
2: oh no 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 no
1: (laughs) (laughs) gosh kids i hope you all saw this because that's some really funny things
2: no um (laughs) And then finally, I saw Maestro, which is Bradley Cooper's uh, film about Leonard Bernstein. Mm. And uh, it's good. Carey Mulligan is really great. Um, I didn't learn anything that I didn't already know. So, yeah, okay. and uh, it, it's, you know, I know he's like mimicking Leonard Bernstein, but it really just sounded like Bradley cold had a, Bradley Cooper had a cold the entire film. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: By the way, for those in the visual element, I was actually pulling out my Oscar tackle box. Yeah. Right. And pulling out my rod and sorting through and finding the. That Oscar is very,
2: bait it is very much, the, it is very much Bradley Cooper going, please give me an Oscar. <laughs> <give> me <laughs> Which an Oscar he one might get, not for acting, but he might get it for directing. Oh, Because he directed <laughs> this one. Hey, you're gonna win, Bradley, but not for
0: acting. Oh. yeah,
2: I don't think he's gonna win for acting. I think
3: Killian Murphy's gonna win that to for act acting and direct Look, at the same time.
0: They should have nominated his ass for Dungeons and Dragons.
2: <laughs> Best supporting. Wow. Well, hey, they could
3: still. They should. That they
2: was, should. Yeah.
0: that was a Pretty beautiful, bad. stupid little role. That was awesome.
1: Uh, very true. I, I would also say for the A team because he was fantastic as Face Man and Beth Yeah, the but they're not gonna, gonna, really gonna give like, an Oscar man, to a movie man, that many man, years man, old. Man, Come man, on, dude. Come on, Ned and I are gonna see.
0: It's past. It's gone.
2: And that, that was it. That was what I did. I watched a bunch of movies. Fair enough. And my top 10 list went haywire. So I'm doing my top 10 movies of 2023, and I'll drop that on Saturday because I needed to change. the. Oh, Holdovers. I also watched the Holdovers. Um, oh, and look, loved okay, yeah. it. Really? Yeah.
3: Paul I've Giamatti film. He's yeah, like he's, a, yeah. uh,
2: a rascally teacher that has to watch a kid over break. Like, I absolutely adore the film. It's like a cup of hot cocoa and a hug. I loved
4: it.
2: (laughs) And (laughs) after all the weirdness I was watching with Saltburn and Poor Things, it was kind of nice just to watch a (laughs) grouchy teacher. Yeah. Fair enough. And that's my week's.
1: My Geeky Sweek has been a long and crazy one. Of course, it uh, went on the Disney cruise, the Disney Christmas cruise, which was. Listen to the Patreon thing. (laughs) It was an absolute blast. Um, Holy cow. Disney. Whether you're a Disney fan or not, they don't really beat you over the head with the Disney stuff. There's Disney stuff all over the place, but even if you're not a fan of Disney, it's not bad. The only thing that I didn't like about it, honestly, it was a Christmas themed cruise. So they played Christmas music. And the best part about it was about the Christmas music was it was just like in the elevators and stuff like that. And it was fun covers Mm -hmm. of, so like even the Mariah Carey song didn't mind it so much uh last christmas heard it a bunch goofy's last
0: christmas is something special
1: <laughs> it, it was uh but it, Him, it's Disney not versions. like versions it no it's not like kids pop versions they're just right. you know a, different covers good adult covers the only problem was is that uh after you know we went to the various islands and after christmas uh, when we were on the islands, the boat would play, you know, island type music, like Jimmy Buffett, you know, stuff like that. Islands know. in the Stream, exactly. Um, excuse me. But then, when we were on another day out uh, on the sea, it was the Christmas music again. So that was the only only negative, really, was that, uh, that you still had to hear Christmas music post Christmas, which I'm not a fan of. Like, like, look, uh, basically after Thanksgiving. And Christmas Day. That's the only time you should listen to Christmas music. But yeah. mm. um, uh, so did and-
2: Donald Duck do a version of the Christmas Shoes? Because I kind of want to hear
1: that.
3: <laughs> wow. No, he
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> they did not. Wow. Uh, but that would have been amazing. Um now I got that in my head I Wow! Um, while on the cruise, I did watch uh, Marvels because they've got, a, of course, full movie theater on the boat. I had not seen the Marvels yet. I really enjoyed it. So good. Uh, I felt that <laughs> it, it was basically, you know, a Marvel superhero movie. Yes, fairly paint by numbers, not as bad as some of the other ones, but uh, but it was done in the style and the tone of Ms. Marvel. The the show, mm-hmm. which was fantastic, so it was really good. Yeah, was Nick Fury the Nick Fury that we're used to? He was grumble. He was grumpy. He wasn't gritty. He wasn't dark. No, he was grumpy, which was great. Um, also, watched the new episode of Doctor Who. So looking forward to seeing more Chudie. Right. Um. He mm-hmm. he's just great as as this this new uh, era of the Doctor. Uh, love the new companion. Think she's fantastic. Really looking forward to seeing Rope technology. Uh, what more they do with her. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, he, he reminded
3: did, uh, me. He reminds me a little bit of Eckelson with his like in- exuberance, right? In the first couple of episodes where he was just so just energetic and like bouncing all over the place like Tigger. I'm just having the best time.
1: It, 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 they've they've injected whimsy back into Doctor Who, which was a which was a necessary thing, and I love the angsty, pathos, you know, grumpy Doctors that we've had. But it's nice to get back to joy and whimsy for the Doctor, mm-hmm. I th- and I, I think that uh, that he's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see more. Um, on the plane ride there, I watched the first half of uh, Down to Florida. I watched the uh, first half of the Barbie movie, and then on the way back, watched the second half. I enjoyed it, but I think that the message got what was the message of it. Like, when women ran Barbie Land, the men were subjected. When men ran it, women were subjected. Whoever's in power like,
0: is a demon. Is that uh, yeah.
1: I, I feel that there could have been, without going super deep into a, a discussion, which I mean, definitely could, that it, it just felt like, ultimately, what was the point of it? And so there wasn't one. And there didn't need to be one of a big social message from it. I do think that it was important that they showed that uh, women can, you know, obviously be more than what some people think Barbie represents. And that Barbie represents more than what some people just assume because it does represent so much more. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's enough representation in Barbie. But anyway. uh, The whole movie
3: exists for America Ferreira's monologue. Because yeah. it's yes. just that's the point that, of that, that monologue right is, Yeah. And the fact the pressures that women are under mm-hmm. from, you know, for unrealistic beauty standards all the way up until like working and also being a mom and just like all of that. Yeah, the Barbie movie, I think it resonates with different people on different mm-hmm. levels. Uh, you know, the way that the Kens are being subjected at the beginning was certainly not um, ideal either. I would say it's not exactly on par as to what like women have gone through in like the real world. But 100%. at the same time, I think the message is don't do either of those things. Yeah, they're- be equal, and be excellent yeah. to each other.
1: Yeah. And that message was so good and so important. There was
0: no gender swapped in- hooters in Barbie, so yeah.
1: <laughs> but there, it didn't fit in that movie. Because it was great. But then when they went right back to the Barbie matriarchy, they at least were like, Well, we'll give Ken's a chance eventually. So See, it is like, growth. It's, it's like that uh if that's the met that's not is what is the message? So anyway. Uh, But that being said, it was a fun movie. It was funny. I enjoyed it. I just think that when it comes to a as a some people are trying to paint it as a cultural touchstone, like honestly, I think like the Wonder Woman movie was. It's it's not all in all parts of it, yes. All in all, not so much. Uh, Which I was kind of expecting it, and that may have been my expectations going into it. But that being said, well,
3: you know, and I think coming from the perspective of uh, and it's not like. I'm a girl, so you can't understand. But at the same time, when when you grow up playing with a toy and the nostalgia aspect of it, like that reconnection mm-hmm. to childhood, the mother-daughter aspects mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. that there is a piece, I, I would say that you're certainly going to see that it will resonate at a higher level for mm-hmm. different demographics.
1: Oh, sure. But if that was the message... Then that was the message also is not for you. The message that, was for me. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not about that, you, Rich. <laughs> that message had nothing to do with Barbie then. No, it, was, it did. The movie was about Barbie, but, and you know, I, perhaps I do need to meditate on it a little bit more, but, uh, but I feel that they, sh- they, they should have hit those, those parts more for it to be as, as important of a movie as it's been kind of billed as that's all. So it may have been just a marketing issue. I don't know. I think that uh, there's also a fair chance that the studios were like, mm, we need to cut some of that mushy, mushy girl stuff out. Uh, but so I, I would, I would love to, to actually, you know, the, you know, watch the, the direct either a director's cut or watch the commentary to see if they actually mentioned some of the stuff that uh, where it, it, seemed to vacillate so much. And honestly, Will Ferrell was, Will Ferrell was Will that's Ferrell. That's my in biggest that
2: movie. yeah, that was my biggest mm-hmm. complaint about the film is I just didn't like the Mattel board and in particular Will Ferrell, I felt he did not fit.
1: And he could have been better in that role. But but that's the thing. It was just like it was just something kept being missing from it for it to be what it was aspiring to unfortunately.
2: I just anyway. hope that I'm just Ken is nominated for an Oscar so <laughs> yes. Ryan Gosling will be forced to sing it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. It, it seemed like all of the messages and stuff that were trying to be conveyed w- ended up getting too watered down. That was just me.
3: But I, I, I'm well, He was it fabulous. Verify, I thought so. Ryan Gosling was really good at it too. Gosling mm-hmm.
1: was a beast. And Sam, Simu Liu was great and also. And just all of the tens except for Michael Sarah. I mean, he, Michael Cera, right. the but hell he was Michael
3: he, he, yeah. <laughs> he was
2: Alan. He
1: wasn't a He was Alan. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> I watched Rebel Moon Part One and. I had fun with it. It is uh, not a. It is not a good movie. But he was it drinking. Was he was terrible. drinking, Carol. I, was, I don't think <laughs> not at the time. I don't think it was meant to be a good movie. It was derivative as hell. And if Zack Snyder thought he was creating something new, he's out of his damn mind. It really he did released
2: look, this to the theaters for one from one weekend for award consideration.
1: He has to know he's insane for that. It's got to be only for the effects. <laughs> No, As that ex- that's just gonna be like, see,
0: see how they're blackballing me, see how they're keeping me out. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and it also seemed like uh Perfect. again, like there were a bunch of people that thought they were in a very different movie. <laughs> you had yeah, I don't that know that what the hell Charlie the Hoonan was
2: on. doing with his his accent.
1: But and he was being Irish, yeah. And, and <laughs> it was like Faith oh, and Vagora Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think we know where this character's going. Um,
2: yeah, he's basically wearing a song. I uh-huh. will say, um, if he had cut the slow mo out of this movie, it'd probably be about forty-five minutes long. Damn, <laughs>
4: that,
1: that's it. he. He is really he picks the right moments for for uh, slow motion, but then it's uh, w- when he does. I mean, he picks some when un, he uh, picks useless right ones. One. He picks some useless ones as well. But the uh, but uh, many of the ones that he he has in there are really good and worth it. But it's not necessary anymore because there was one where he did slow motion and then it went even slower. It was like, yeah. Oh.
2: When the native American guy or the native American stand in guy was, was taming the, the hippogriff, which I'm like, suddenly we're, we're at Hogwarts and, and he like jumps off Buckbeak and then runs and he's running in slow motion. And then he goes to jump back on and he's like, slow down even more. I'm like, I, I could go to the bathroom and make myself a drink, Wow. and you still wouldn't have hit Buckbeak.
1: You make your drinks in the bathroom? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, so. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> um, but uh, also Letterkenny. Yes. Savoring that, I like, sad to see that episode go. episode <laughs> at a time. The uh, cold open from the first episode where oh. they do the alphabet was amazing. Oh. Speaking of people yeah, we've being... Yeah,
3: we only watched a couple. I forgot it. Yeah, we
0: watched a couple. Speaking of people being wet.
1: letter Kenny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then because I had never watched it before. Uh-oh. And I am more than a little hooked. And Billy, you will be proud because I'm finally have begun my journey through watching it moonlighting oh my god wow moonlighting amazing right
3: because it's available now right
1: it's on hulu and I have been watching it and it just absolutely about three or four episodes in just blown away from from the first episode and it's just
0: how far in how so far damn, in good. how far in like
1: four four episodes
0: okay so you haven't you haven't got to okay you haven't got to it yet well, next, next episode, I will recite something for you that I have not actually seen for I don't know how many years. and be like, oh, my God, yes, that's exactly what that guy said. I, hey, hey. I, I, I loved it because I was a weird kid, right? So mm-hmm. this comes on. I'm in, I'm in the ninth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, whatever the hell I was in. This is on. And it's just it was the closest thing we had to the Thin Man since the thin man, mm-hmm. the dialogue, the, the, the banter was so Nick and Nora to me that I just, I fell in love with that show. And then the goddamn soundtrack is amazing. Very true.
1: Theme song. Isn't weird, that what
3: held it up fit. for a long time? Being in streaming because of the music rights.
1: That'd be my guess. Yeah. That really, or they weren't even sure if there would be a market for it. And then they were like, somebody was just like, no, we'll just slip that on there. And the people were like, oh, look, people love it. Curtis Armstrong. They'll watch it. You're right. Well, he doesn't come around. No, he doesn't.
0: No, no, he's not there at first.
1: Um, But, uh, damn you, Mark Harmon. Sorry. Keep going. Maybe you can explain this to me. Go for it. The title. Why? It's their day job. They are not moonlighting. Well, to a degree, (laughs) because forced moonlighting
0: doesn't sound as cool. And, and, but she hadn't been a model for five years. No, but she had just been effing rich. But now she has to be somebody. I think I'd remember that. Not, you know, she, she had Maybe to Maybe they be. haven't like
3: flashed back to it yet. Maybe you haven't seen that episode. No,
0: and I, and if you I, remember I, I, when she I'm when she I'm first rich, gets right. there, when My she name. first gets there, I'm rich they're all goofy. They're not really doing anything. So the idea that he actually has to do his job as an investigator.
1: Ooh, that's the moonlighting. Okay. It all makes sense. Her all having right. to have a real job, him having to actually do his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Some no, by it, night. The, the, it, the, oh, that show is so damn good. Yeah. Damn love damn that cool. show, man. Love and, that show. And, uh, so that has been my geeky sweet.
0: Sweet. Okay. So very quickly, obviously, I'm I'm caught up with Quantum Leap because that's just so goddamn good is this new Quantum Leap. I love it so much. They keep sh- doing like, this doesn't work. No, it is working. How are you doing this? I, I'm i just loving the hell out of this. It's just great. I'm an episode behind for, of Monarch because, you know, my kids were here and you can't just drop people into the middle of hunting for kaiju and, and everything. <laughs> Uh, here, here's a weird one for you. Since it was the holiday season, I decided, you know what, I backed the Kickstarter for the Trick or Treat graphic novel, where they collected all the stories they did and gave us a few more into a collection. Mm-hmm. They haven't shipped the physical book yet, but they did send out the PDF for all of us Kickstarter people. Oh, cool. So since it was the holiday season and scary ghost stories, yes, I decided, hey, yeah, let's let's read Trick or Treat. They did a, oh, quite a good job. If you like the movie, which of course you do, because it's so damn good, by Until all means. Until he takes his mask off, yes. Yeah, yeah well, there is that. <laughs> um, so Kevin and I did some more of Super Mario Wonder. Uh, playing the game by yourself is so crazy, cool, playing it with other people. It's just the insanity of what they've done with this game, of how they take what you know about Mario and change it, but still make it work in the same fashion. It's really an awesome effing game. It really, really is. I, I, I just don't know what they can possibly do after this because, Jesus, you've really, you've really pushed the bar. Um,
3: you said that after Mario Odyssey. You said it after the one where Mario painted water all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Sunshine. They, keep they keep will it. always come up with something cool and new. But they, they literally they change
0: the physics of the world. They give them like a little pocket dimension to run through for a bit. Just, just, wait, I don't... Uh, I don't know. That'd be like weird. Like Hill? <sighs> You know, if they do like a live action uh, version of uh, a side scroller of the movie, maybe we'd have something there. And and yeah, my list is going to be short because everybody was here and we couldn't really do anything. However, um, my kids being my, my, my kids are, you know, big into, you know, classic games, you know, classic games, Jess specifically. So Jess will bring up a computer when it's time to visit because can't be without those video games. So my, my youngest daughter... <laughs> was introduced to and played, quite okay. a, and played quite a bit of The Secret of Monkey Island. <laughs> <laughs> so like here I am. Or the, the, well, uh... it's the remastered version. So at any point in time, you can push a button and go back to where it looks exactly the same. And it is point and click and nobody talks because it's just the dialogue on the screen. But revisiting this and watching this and watching her play and... There, there's this one stupid little moment where she's trying to get, oh, oh, oh yeah, she's trying to get something and, and there's a seagull that's like eating this little worm-looking thing and she can't figure it out. I'm like, wait, 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 no, no, no. I remember this. I remember this. I'm like, I was like, just walk because it's like on a little small pier, if you will, tiny, tiny little thing over the water. I'm like, walk every bit of that. There's something you do and you know, there's one part where you walk and it makes the board lift up and the bird goes to fly away. She's so got to do it a couple times to get the bird to fly away and the thing that you get from it, God, I love Monkey Island that's where you pick up the red herring. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Carol, in, in um in the Monkey Island uh, Tall Tales and Sea mm-hmm. of Thieves, you actually had to catch you had to fish the red herring. See? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: Lucas Arts Games, dude, dude, back in the day, they had the greatest damn games. Monkey Mm -hmm. Island, Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, I always go to bad for. Let's not forget Mark Harmon, Mark Mark Hamill being a goddamn (laughs) biker. And uh, whatever that damn game was, I can't think of. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, that was that was awesome. That that was that was really cool to see her having a lot of fun with this. Jesus, what? Twenty five year old game.
1: (laughs) Well, she may when she's played those, you got to play the uh, newest one. The art style is completely different, but it's gorgeous, and it makes references to a lot of the stuff.
0: But- so, you know, we'll see, because she didn't she didn't actually get to finish it, but I think the next visit they'll probably finish that move on to other things and all the good stuff of that nature. But, yeah, for all intents and purposes, that would be what we call My Geeky Week. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Chad gets some bad medical news. He just might have terminal cancer. So he talks to Stefan and Brady and Will because he wants to make sure, hey, look, my kids are still going to need a good male role model. And Abby wonders how life's going to work with people appointed to also help with her kids. Grace meets her birth mom and thinks about her early years with Chad. Stefan has an idea for Abby that could affect the future. And Abby's like, what's life going to be like without Chad? You know, especially like a romantic one. Like Abby doesn't want to face a black November, but Chad is like, look, I'm, I'm a dead man on campus, but my plan will work. You will have help thanks to the board of begetters, the panel of papas, the, the commission of fathers. Hashtag Chabby. Forever. You got mail, baby. Hey geeks, I was killing time at work. Uh, dusting the Dustless is ordered. Wow, who writes such long emails? All right, I do. I'm glad you enjoy reading them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do I want for a prize? Well, my house is full of overflowing piles of clutter, so how about hosting the Rift Tracks video game on a day and time I can be there, stay safe? That is from Bill. Well, Bill, you give me a bunch of days and times that work for you, and unfortunately, that doesn't work for us. So uh, if you got clutter, that's not a problem. I've got digital stuff. I've got video games. I've got comic books. I've got things. I've sent you some suggestions. Look it over. Talk to me. We'll figure something out, and we will we will absolutely 100% get you a fantastic Oops, prize.
3: We had a text message, too. you going to read it? Sure, sure. <laughs> my bad. Hey, J.R.D. Crew, it's J Radimus. I forgot to sign my name before. I had intended to, but then got distracted by my own point. Also, this week's chabby is, should I say it? Yes. Always it, forgiven?
1: Yes, it would be. Well, he probably worst. doesn't have this one just that he just read. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> well,
1: it's a my
2: text God, message. You gone. never know. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Boy, he's right there, man. <laughs>
3: that was a good one. We are live. Um. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw the cast photo on Wikipedia, Carol Kane. She is unmistakable, but I had no idea she ever did TV or that she started so young. That's the texter with a brilliant point. Jay Radimus. Fan. Maybe I can put him in there now that I'd have his number as like a yeah, person.
0: That'd be interesting. To see. So what makes that fun and interesting is, Hey, I guess it's a kind of old home week because for, for last month, Jay Radimus, we did draw your name. All is (laughs) forgiven is where Chad and Abby were. So you know the deal. You've won before. So what the hell do you want? Something that you didn't take last time? We'll figure it all out. That'll be fine. Hello, GRDers. I wanted to send a happy holiday shout out to everyone. After learning that Flynn and Francis are heading to Wally World, I also thought I would share my <laughs> geeky experience with the mouse. I've lived in Florida all my life. and remember going to Disney World, specifically Magic Kingdom, many, many times. In fact, an old DM of mine mapped out pretty much the whole park, including its shops, rides, in order to make a gigantic <laughs> game level for Dungeons and Dragons. I remember going there one time. As you do. He gave me a protractor in order to get the angle of one of the streets on Main Street there. I also remember during another time getting stopped and questioned by what was called the Disneykins thinking he was a foreign spy. So there is that. Also, <laughs> here's an idea for Disney World. If you have the time and want something chill and low cost to do there, a mouse paradox I know, check out Chippendale's campfire Sing-Along, which is right at the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. You can even bring your own s'mores and roasting sticks to save even more money. But I, you know, I get that can be a hassle. Until
3: we actually the, do that at the resort where we're staying too. They do, nice. sports.
0: Until the novel Dream Park becomes a reality and I can choose and make whatever fantastical setting I want, make mine. Geordie Sweet, that's from Scott, A.K.A. Zalarian. Nice, right? Because you got to have a really cool name. So there's that. So I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we're constantly last minute planning. What was going to happen on this trip? So sure. And if anyone else has any, you know, clues or concepts or secret fun things to do, by all means, drop a note to podcast dot com. Of course, you can use the voicemail or the text message. Just remember to use your name.
1: That number would be five one zero G R D crew. You actually don't remember. the dancers get a little singed dancing around the campfire with just their bow ties and
4: stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well.
1: Just imagine if you're, you know, bare
0: assed in a sailor suit.
4: Are you planning a trip to the Disney or Universal theme parks and don't know where to start with where to stay, how to save money on your trip, or how to skip most of the lines? Then we've got the podcast for you. It's called A Drier Dose of Disney, where park veterans share their tips and tricks for planning your vacation, saving money, minimizing your wait times, and telling you where the best places to eat are. So if you're a Disney or Universal Parks fan or are planning your very first vacation, check out A drier dose of Disney Wherever you listen to your podcasts Hi, this is for a Geek Radio Daily Sweep the leg From Marty Sensei Code Oh,
0: okay can you do it, I can you do it Sweep the leg That's how it is Welcome back Maybe if you didn't know We're going to Disney That's how that works
3: I'm not wearing any pants Film at 11 Geek
0: News Take a look at the world
1: from a geeky point of view. Well, keeping up with Disney, for those of you who don't know, as the calendar turned to 2024, animation giant Mickey Mouse has entered public domain, soon to be joined by a litany of other iconic characters and franchises in the latter half of the 2020s. Of course, it's been 95 years uh, since the beloved Disney mascot's first appearance in Steamboat Willie in 1928, and Mickey Mouse's copyright has officially expired in 2024, meaning anyone will be able to use the character in the future without catching legal repercussions. It's important to note that only Mickey's specific appearance in Steamboat Willie will be fair game, as Disney still retains rights to the classic iteration of the character most are familiar with. Which, of course, is not stopping the gritty movie, gritty video gaming, gritty, et cetera, et cetera, being created. The 2020s also already saw the loss of one other beloved children's character, Winnie the Pooh, whose journey into the public domain was immediately marred by the terrible horror adaptation, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Such a disappointing film.
4: How did
3: we not get a crossover with Cocaine Bear?
1: Alongside Mickey Mouse, several other notable characters are soon to be exposed to such a fate at the hands of legally unbound public creatives. While the 2030s may hold some of the most anticipated copyright losses, with Superman and Batman's first appearances oh. copyright expiring in that decade, the rest of the 2020s will have some tantalizing new arrivals in public domains, such as in 2025, we'll have Popeye. So get ready for the gritty story of a former Navy SEAL who is filled with rage after turning vegetarian. <laughs> 2026, (laughs) Betty Boop, no doubt showing the gritty retelling of a former call girl who just can't keep the guys at bay and apparently needs to have her eyes lasicked. Uh, Universal's Dracula and Frankenstein. I look forward to their team-up featuring an aging goth and the friend he met at a bodybuilding competition. (laughs) See what you did there. Pluto, someone who is going to give a really dumb reason why he's the only animal in Mickey's core crew that can't speak. But, you know, gritty. He's slow. 2027 Conan the Barbarian. You know Goofy
4: just mocks him. (laughs) I know. You 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 don't see me on the leash. (laughs) You're a dumb little (laughs) bastard. You'll have
2: to pay extra for
3: that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Worth every penny. 2027, Conan the Barbarian, the story of a man who tires of hearing the lamentation of the women while he watches True Grit. 2028, (laughs) Universal's The Mummy. It'll be a period piece dealing with the struggle of finding toilet paper during 2020 and only being able to use sandpaper. That's 220 grit. 2029, King Kong, the dark story of a giant ape that has a stuttering problem who only pops and locks. (laughs) Visual joke. Flash Gordon. George Lucas certainly hopes to still be alive for this one. And, of course, Donald Duck, 2029, will most likely be a retelling of Old Man in the Sea starring Tom Hardy without pants. <laughs> wait a minute.
3: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say I'm Flash here. Gordon?
0: He did. Flash Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did, and I wasn't ready at all. I had no idea that was coming. I'm sorry. I know, and I he was didn't give it. That was my fault. Yes. Yes. Ah! I didn't. Yes. So, sorry about that. It's okay. That was my fault. So very quickly, here was the problem with Pooh, Blood, and Honey.
1: Okay. Not once it was exists. <laughs> not but once. First of all, my, what my doctor told me was, not once in this movie did we
0: have a scene where Pooh is trying to hang a body on a hook and it keeps falling and he goes, "Oh bother!" Not once. You had Why? no goddamn imagination when you made
1: this movie. Not one. I'm sorry. Hey, please I'm continue. Jay over on the side saying, "Think
3: thin, fat ass." <laughs> You got to leave something for the sequel.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
3: Speaking of
2: sequels, yeah, there's a segue. <laughs> Oscar-winning filmmaker Sharmeen Obaid Chinoy is attached to direct the upcoming Star Wars film, making her the first woman to helm mm-hmm. to to helm a film in the iconic franchise. But right-wing critics are blasting the movie as woke after Obaid Chinoy said it's about time a woman directed a Star Wars film. In a televised interview this week, she said, It's about time we had a woman come forward and shape a story in a galaxy far, far away, adding she is thrilled to be attached to the upcoming project. The filmmaker known for directing feminist documentaries was announced in April of 2023 as the director of the upcoming unnamed film set in the Star Wars universe and starring Daisy Ridley, who portrayed protagonist Rey in the sequel trilogy to the Star Wars series. She's the first woman and the first person of color to direct a film set in the Star Wars universe. Conservative pundits criticize Obaya Chinoy's comments, including Benny Johnson, whoever the hell that is, who <laughs> <to> claims the, <laughs> claim the Star Wars franchise is doomed. Doomed, I say. Pundit <laughs> Matt, post, Matt Walsh posted a video <laughs> of Obaya Chinoy's Woman of the World Summit interview, stating the film is destined to be Disney's biggest flop yet. It's like the they way, enjoy losing money.
1: By the way, not UCB's Matt Walsh, who is a comedic genius. <laughs> Thank
2: you, yes. Yeah. The popular right wing, the popular right wing account Libs of TikTok posted a response to Walsh. Conserv- conservative personality, Ben Shapiro, called Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy the worst entertainment executive in my lifetime. And he should know.
3: <laughs>
1: he you is should just wanted.
3: look at his blog.
2: Kennedy has faced some online criticism and is even skewered. And it was even skewered on South Park because of speculation she is pushing a more inclusive content at Disney. Though Hollywood Reporter noted some criticism may be misattrib- misattrib- misattributed because go. she's not in charge of Disney.
0: <laughs> Still, I'm going to blame her. She's a woman. Gosh.
2: Obayyad Chinoy, a Pakistani-Canadian filmmaker, began her filmmaking career as a producer and director of documentary films about gender inequality. Her 2012 documentary, Saving Face, about acid attacks against women in Pakistan, won both the Emmy Award for Best Documentary and the Academy Award for Best Documentary Short Build. She won her second Oscar for her 2013 documentary, A Girl in the River, about the killing of women in Pakistan by their male relatives. She reportedly became the first Pakistani to win two Academy Awards. So, yeah. So a woman's directing. Maybe she a knows Star what Wars she's film. doing. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. This movie was about Ray, so none of those guys were going to see this movie anyway. So right. you know, put your big boy pants on and shut up.
0: <laughs> if I could just remind all of you stupid, small-minded, scared little bitches that are going, oh, "That's woke." Can I just remind you? Can I just remind you that a movie filled with aliens is already kind of diverse if you think about it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Metaphorically diverse. Okay, fair enough. I better I am just hoping that the new that her movie will be a little bit more upbeat than her other ones.
2: (laughs) I know. Yeah. Well it's not a documentary, so
0: that's why I was hoping she was doing an Ewok movie because I want to see how savage those (laughs) bastards
1: are.
2: Well, where did they get the dress? Where did they get the dress Leia was wearing? From the woman they ate before. That was Mm a size
3: two.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what happened.
3: Yeah. Well, earlier you mentioned um, Jessica's love of vintage video games, but have you heard of this 13-year-old Willis Gibson who recently beat the NES version of Tetris, like the as far as anybody knew was impossible to be NES version of Tetris. So, I mean, a lot of highly skilled Tetris players have been widely respected, they've done speed runs, they've done lots of different things in the competitive gaming community, right? But his recent accomplishment is a significant milestone because he's not only the first person to ever beat that version, it was previously believed that it would be impossible for a human being to ever beat that game because of how fast it gets going. I mean, it starts speeding up, you know, after like level 10, and then you get to level 29, and it is going like a frame a second.
0: So you're yes. saying the kid's a robot?
3: No, he's not a robot. He, but it, it's actually kind of interesting because the way that the game has evolved. So at first, people developed this technique that it was um, called what do they call it? Hypertapping, which is exactly like you think it is—typing, tapping marching. really fast. Boom, 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 and then they improved upon that, and there was this like rolling technique where you hypertap, but you also like apply pressure on the back of the controller. I don't know; it just makes it work better, right? But I mean, it's physically really and mentally taxing to do this for like however long the people that these people are doing it. Plus, it's also so hard, right? Because not only is it going like crazy fast, you have to get a certain like pattern along the top in order for it to do it. You basically are playing until you crash the game. And so people have gotten to like level 155 before, but this guy got to level 157. Um And they didn't even think that it was possible. Like, they were counting level 155 as, like, the best. He's relatively new to the game. Um, They'd have to push themselves even further, complete specific type of clears at the top to actually even see the true kill screen. They could shatter... The previous record and not ever actually Beat the game but this guy beat the game So um, he was Able to start reaching previously Unfathomable levels with some consistently And pushed and pushed and pushed during the impossible Run he actually missed the initial Level 155 completion scenario Had to achieve that less probable 157 clear scenario I mean It's not even really the 157 Or the first or all the years That went into doing this right The fact is I mean the kid is 13 years Old I mean yeah that probably also means He's got like quicker reflexes, you know, because he's a kid. But at the same time, like that's kind of cool if you think about it. That they they have that kind of love for the retro games. They're going back and doing these types of things, and it's just it's just it was pretty cool to think about it. That somebody just did something that like everybody thought was impossible.
0: Once you start getting to those very high levels, close to that, the game starts glitching like mad too. So you've got to work Mm -hmm. around all that nonsense while you're still trying to be amazing. Right. I can't get to the one fifties and I'm incredible at Tetris. I can't get that high. So
2: kudos to you. Yeah, I think I broke one hundred.
0: Yeah, I got I got around like one twenty back in the day. Back in the day. I would have to do a lot of training to get back there now.
2: That was I mean, I that Tetris was my game.
0: And I would play for it. It was like
2: my meditation. (laughs) So so,
0: so this weekend
2: anxiety inducing meditation.
0: (laughs) This weekend, a Baldur's Gate 3 player named Daddy Vegas shared a warning on the game's subreddit to his Xbox companions not to record clips of the game's more intimate scenes. Because oh. I don't know if you know this, but there's websites that can help you with that. In the Reddit post, he explained that he recorded Fun Time in a Naked Camp where they showed all their companions in the buff to show. Th- to show off the uh, sausage physics of the game meaning exactly what you think it does yep so Mm -hmm. have a laugh and if it was fun time in a naked camp oh wait i think that's the one that's at hillshire farms unfortunately the videos were (laughs) automatically (laughs) uploaded to the xbox servers something the system does to help users easily share their clipped content but xbox moderators were not happy with these clips and suspended his account For one year, considering each clip a separate violation and giving him all three strikes at the same time, he did feel better later when he cuddled. Now that Daddy Vegas has been banned, he can no longer access games and services that require an internet connection, he cannot play multiplayer modes of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and, you know... It's obvious that he appealed the decision. He he's trying to undo the ban. He at least wants the hard ban to become a soft ban. But Bioware says that they think that the ban's a pretty good size. G.R.D. is licensed with the Creative Commons
1: Attribution Non-Commercial under Derivatives. Like, but what were you expecting? Ah, come on! Yeah, dude, there's was only
3: one way that joke oh, yeah. yeah, that oh, joke-
1: no, I'm, talking <laughs> about Billy. I'm talking about the guy who was doing this stuff (laughs) in fairness though
0: that joke had a a very specific point that it was always flexing towards drop us a note won't you please it's podcast at geekradiodaily.com of course the voicemail the text message including your name can be reached using the magic numbers of and we'll see you in two weeks which is like what the 18th or something
2: the yeah, the 18. Look
3: at yeah, there, the we 18th. know stuff.
0: Yay! Good job. What's we'll up? Four plus fourteen is
3: 18.
4: eighteen. Have fun, folks. Good night, suckers.
3: I don't know if you noticed, but the podcast was a disaster.
4: Well, here we go again. <laughs> Down, up, when I up, down, touch the ground, it puts me in the mood. Up, down, touch the ground, in the mood for food. I am stout round, and I have found, speaking poundage wise, I improve my appetite when I exercise. Oh, stuff and fluff. That's better. Thank you. (laughs) Now, where was I? Oh, yes. I'm rumbly in my tumbly. (laughs) Time for something sweet. I am short, fat, and proud of that, and so with all my might, I up, down, up, down to my appetite's delight. While I up, down, touch the ground, I think of things to chew like honey and milk and chocolate. With a healthy, happy appetite, I'm a hefty, happy fool. <laughs> with a healthy, happy appetite, he's a hefty, happy fool.